Hey, I'm Laura. And I'm Bee. And you've discovered The Energy to Heal, a podcast brought to you by Embolden Label. In seasons of struggle, it's obvious what's wrong, but somehow fixing what's broken seems impossible. Here you'll learn about Splunkna, a faith-based method for breakthrough that will allow you to get unstuck and move towards freedom. It allows you to connect the dots that led you into hardship in the first place and release and restore what's holding you back. Splunkna brings together the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of an issue. This whole person approach leads to lasting change when compared to traditional methods. Let's get started. Welcome to the show. I am so excited for today's episode. We have had a lot of questions about what does a Splunkna session even look like? We've told you, how did Laura find Splunkna? We told you how I found Splunkna, but we haven't really shared with you. What does a session look like? If you were to contact a Splunkna practitioner and get started doing this work, what could you expect? How much of the session is guided by the Lord? How much of the session is um, directly in context of the problem you're having that day and how much of it is this global, what am I working towards? We are going to be discussing all things Splunkna today and what a session with a practitioner would look like. And we've also shared how the journey doing Splunkna and the healing length of time can be different. And so we're going to be discussing different ways that sessions can look um, unique, depending on what you, you're working on. Because there are so many complexities to a session, we're going to be mentioning a lot of topics that you may sound unfamiliar, quite frankly. Um, I invite you to learn and to not grow frustrated. We will be un unpacking these things little by little in future episodes. But today is going to be a high-level overview of what a typical session looks like. So I'm going to kick it over to my co-host, Laura, to introduce us to what, what could I expect if I just came to you for a first session? Yeah. And I love talking about this because if it were me and I was contemplating doing a Splunkna session, I would be the person who wants to know what is happening when I get there. Um, and so I think there's a very valid question and I don't expect people to just show up and sit in my chair and do a session with having no idea what's about to come up. It's scary, especially when you tell them we're dealing with subconscious stuff. It's like what I hear people say a lot is like, well, I'm, I'm, I want to do it, but I'm nervous because I don't know what's going to pop up. You know, it's funny because you say it's scary and my personality, I'm like, sure, I'll try anything. And that's not always good either. So I think it's really important that we talk about why it's important to understand what you're getting into when you're doing a session with any practitioner in any kind of healing modality, um, just having the wisdom to know I'm choosing what's right for me. And we're going to be discussing that today as well. So dive into your, you want to know the science, you want to know what it looks like. What do your clients experience when you share with them what a session looks like? Yeah. So I give every uh, client the same kind of spiel to give them an overview of what we're going to do. And I don't get into the science of it because it would take up so much of the session and we will have a podcast episode about the science of it. Um, but what I tell them as far as what to expect is you're going to come into a Splunkna uh, appointment and you're going to have 
potentially something in mind that you want to work on. So it might be anxiety. It might be uh, just this low level feeling of sadness that you have all the time and you don't know why or where it comes from, or maybe you're having marriage issues or intimacy issues or trust issues, or maybe, you know, last year, your family went through something horrific and you know, you're not um, through it yet because every time you talk about it, tears are in your eyes instantly. Um, so you typically have something in mind that you would like to see improvement on. And then in that Splunkness session, in our opening prayer, we're going to be like, all right, God, our desire is to work on this specific thing. And I will say most of the time, God takes us to that place. Like he honors the heart of the person in the chair and what it is that they're wanting to get rid of in their life or heal in their life. Um, and we do a session kind of with that in mind. I want so to point out the, really yeah, fast, sorry. Um, I want to point out too, that this is something that I didn't understand when I started Splunkna. I have, I talked on my episode about how I was a baby Christian. Um, so I didn't really understand, like, I understand what it, I understood what it was to be a Christian or to follow God, but I didn't understand what's the difference between God's will and my will. And so we do also in that opening prayer, place God's will over the session. And I think for a lot of clients, that's an important piece because we are not by any means trying to take control or lead you into something that your spirit, soul, and body is not ready to heal. Um, and so I mentioned on my episode about my deep healing, and I had a lot of those layers to undo and to heal. So there were many times where God's will would be over my session. And I would, I would almost get frustrated that what I asked for in the session wasn't what actually was healed. And sometimes I would have these bizarre sessions that were like the topics were just kind of strange and I had a hard time putting it together. And when I looked back at those sessions and saw in hindsight, what God was healing, it was incredible to see how he knew the prescription. He knew what pill I needed to be taking. And, and I mean, healing pill, right? He knew that I needed to consume a certain piece of that healing before he went after what it was that I was actually asking for. And so I think it's really important that people understand that God is leading every single session that we do. And we always place our wills as mm -hmm. both as practitioners and as clients under his. Yeah, that's a really great point. Also a good point to why, if there is something in your life, you're wanting to clear out, don't just plan on doing one session and then be like, my whole life should be changed after that, because there are layers. And oftentimes there are layers that are a little bit more surface level that we need to heal before our spirit or before God and his knowledge knows we're ready to go to that deep stuff. Um, and not to be discouraged if you come in for your first session and it is one of those sessions where you're like, huh, really? That's what we're working on today of all the things I've been through because it is in God's grace and God's wisdom. And he knows what layer you need to get through first. Yeah. And I think that, sometimes when we need that patience building piece, sometimes God will give us those in kind of smaller doses because we are maybe impatient or because we have a tendency to want to control the healing or the outcome of the session. And so really dependent on who we are as clients is what God, God knows what we need. So if it seems like something that might be layered and might be taking a little more time, this is where he really grows our faith to know that he, he is 
providing us with the healing we're asking for. We just need to pursue him in that. Um, and so I just think those are really important pieces of this and questions that I get asked a lot because we are not saying Splunkna is some miracle thing. We aren't Splunkna is not the mode like it's not the healer in itself. God right. is the healer. Splunkna yeah. is the tool that we use to guide you towards the Lord's healing in that way. Mm -hmm. I want to touch on that opening prayer because that is definitely something you can expect during a Splunkna session. It's extensive. It is a significant opening prayer because we are covering a lot of stuff and absolutely placing everything under God's jurisdiction. So that is something you can expect. The other thing I, I want to say, and I do say to everybody is in my experience, I have done like talk therapy counseling and I have done Splunkna as a client. There is a certain gentleness that I have experienced as a client of Splunkna. Um, not saying that every session is easy and it's just all unicorns and rainbows, but there is a certain gentleness of God, like bringing you through something in Splunkna that I have never experienced in talk therapy. I love talk therapy. It is very helpful and it has its place. But every time I left, I feel like I got hit by a semi. My face is swollen. I'm like, yeah. I need a three hour nap. And I'm like, oh, I have to do that again next week. And um, I've had a lot of people sit down for a session. They're like, I just need you to know I'm really nervous for this. And most of the time when people leave, they're like, oh, that was not as bad as I was expecting it to be. Even the kids are like, that was great. Can we do it? Like they want to do it again. They love it. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how to explain that otherwise, other than just like the gentleness that God accompanies in this healing with, it's like, you can feel his tangible presence. Um, a lot of sessions in my experience just felt like I'm hanging out with the Holy spirit for an hour. Mm -hmm. totally. I'm getting cared for instead of me having to like dig deep and pour out this painful stuff in me. I want to bring that a little bit further to the surface too, because one of the things that I learned when I became a client is that you don't actually have to bear your soul. You don't actually have to say what it is that the Lord has brought up for you. So I have had many, many sessions where shame has been an emotion that I've had to deal with. And because I'm comfortable with my practitioner and because we have a good relationship and I'm comfortable with what I was healing, mm -hmm. I was able to process through that verbally. It depends on a personality. It depends how far you are in your healing journey. And it depends if you're somebody who finds value in speaking that, that really um, distinct detail out loud. But what I have found so helpful, especially with some of my male clients, is that until you are ready to unpack your stuff in that way, you get to just get it in your mind what it is that you think the Lord is healing and he can still do the work without us having all of the details and all of the context. And I think that that is a lot of what you're describing as like, you know, I find clients come in and they, they think it's going to be very exposing, but really all we're exposing is the emotional root of the problem. We mm. are not, we are not required to expose what the story is or you know, what the details are or what the relationships are that are involved. 
Um, and I think that that is one of the pieces that makes sessions feel light is you just literally walk out of a session feeling lighter because you have, yeah, you don't have to relive the trauma, right? You don't have to relive it detail by detail. Right. I love that about it. And you just drop the negative emotion in the session and you literally walk out lighter emotionally. Yeah. So if you have something in your past and that you, you don't want anyone to ever find out about it, you, that might be something that would keep you from doing a Splunkna session. Cause you might say, well, that, what if that thing comes up and I have to talk about it? Um, I have a family member who said, I really want to try Splunkna, but I'm nervous what will come up. And so I explained exactly what you said. If we get to a session, part of the session, and you think you have an idea, but you don't want me to know, cause I'm your family member and you want that privacy. Yeah. Hold it in your mind. And we'll ask the Lord, is this what we're working on? And if the answer is yes, we can do the entire session, clear the emotions, break the agreements. And at the end of the session, I will still have no idea what we worked on. Only you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So after opening prayer, um, so Swanka uses something called muscle testing and muscle testing is something that you may or may not have heard of before. It's very commonly used in like chiropractors offices. Uh, they, oftentimes in my understanding, use it for like food sensitivities or things that you may eat that your body does not tolerate. Well, you might hold that thing in your hand and the chiropractor, um, as you're holding your arm out straight, will push gently on your wrist. And if your arm goes weak versus if it stays strong while the chiropractor pushes on it indicates your body's reaction somehow to this food. So we use something similar to that same idea but, um, we're not testing for food. We're testing for emotions. Okay. So for whatever reason, God designed our bodies to respond this way. We're checking for this strength of your bicep muscle. Essentially, we're having you hold your arm out straight in front of you, nice and strong. And then we're just gently pushing on your wrist. And as we do that, we are kind of asking yes or no questions, um, or asking which emotion got stuck during our particular part and God designed our bodies to be able to communicate part of our subconscious brain through muscle testing. So there's a conscious part of our brain and subconscious conscious is what helps you remember what you did this morning. Uh, so I'm going to dive in. Cause I, I heard yeah. this explained this way and I, we had kind of talked about this on the first episode. So I'm, yeah. I'm sticking my, sticking my nose in this one. Um, I heard it explained like this, the subconscious part of the brain is like a computer's hard drive. So you know how, if you're sitting in an office, you can hear that hard drive running at all times. And it's literally storing all of the data that's running through that system. But if you were to look at your desktop, you wouldn't see all of the coding and all of the files and all of the, you know, back end running at all times, you would just see these neat and tidy thumbnails that you have hand selected and placed in categorized folders. And we really are so lucky that we have a subconscious and a conscious mind, because if we were required to live our lives with all of those subconscious memories being stored, we would be on overwhelm all of the time. And we wouldn't be able to have relationships and make connections and have conversations and get to do's done. Like we, we really would have a a hard time functioning in a normal, what we describe as a normal life. Now, if you imagine that 20 million subconscious memories or subconscious things are happening around you at all times, 
your conscious mind is only aware of about 120 bits of information. So as we're recording this, my, I am literally listening to a leaf blower outside and in my mind, in my conscious mind, I'm thinking, can the leaf blower be heard? Is it distracting the episode? What are we going to hear when we edit it? And so I'm having these conscious thoughts. My conscious brain is locked on this leaf blower. Therefore, I only have so much space left in my conscious knowing to hear what Laura is saying because I'm distracted right now. And that's a perfect example of how my subconscious took in all of it. I heard Laura subconsciously. I took in all the information of her as well as my dogs wrestling around on the floor and all of the other things that are happening that my brain has decided aren't worth holding on to. So then I consciously am aware of about 120 bits of information out of that 120 bits per second that I'm aware of. I'm only able to store about five to nine bits of information. And that's why if you've ever had a fight with somebody, and I mean, I mean, an argument, a heated discussion where there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of things said, and it's, it's, it's almost like a, a tornado hit of conflict. And if you've ever been in a conversation like that, you come back together and you start to unpack it and you quite literally both had different experiences. And that's because you consciously stored certain pieces of that conversation and the other person consciously stored certain pieces of that conversation. But you, both of your subconscious minds were present for those conversations. And so the way I see muscle testing is though you may not consciously be able to recall those memories, right? Just on the spot being asked your brain and body can connect and work to give you clues of what needs healing. So if you take a situation like an argument with a spouse, for example, when we muscle test, we can go in and ask the subconscious and the body which is the database, right? The information's in the computer. We just have to go looking for the information. And that's how I see the muscle test. Um, I, I'm curious, Laura, with you, did you know about muscle testing prior to getting Splunkna certified? Uh, just, he yeah, hearing about it in like a holistic medical type setting, chiropractor's offices type place. Yeah. But I didn't like have it as part of my life or yeah. health journey or anything like that. Yeah. I, I had never even heard of it before I started Splunkna. Um, and I do think that this is, um, it is a topic we will be unpacking more on the show and they, we will have specific episodes about muscle testing because I think that it's one of these areas of Splunkna that makes people feel a little bit nervous to try it. Um, for me, one of the things I love about Splunkna is that the founders, we're, are very cautious to use muscle testing within spiritual boundaries. So should we talk about what that means a little bit? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's so, talk about that. So the way I understand it is there are many, many people that use muscle testing and there's a lot of criticisms involved in that. There are people that use mus muscle testing, like you were saying, for knowing if a supplement is good for the body knowing if in the future, someone's going to meet the man of their dreams. Um, and you know, I mean, there are extensive ways that muscle testing is used. I even have recently heard, um, and this was kind of in that chiropractic field where 
um, somebody has a food sensitivity, like an allergy, and they have the person who doesn't have the allergy touch the person who does have the allergy and there's muscle testing used to diffuse the allergy in the person with the allergy, which is to my mind, I'm like, wow, that's, that's extensive. What I love about Splunkna is they have found how to use muscle testing within spiritual boundaries. And what that means in your Splunkna session is that the only thing that we are allowed to muscle test for are things that have already happened to you. So we test from conception until this very moment in your life. Mm -hmm. And we are not allowed to test anything outside of that. That means we are testing your subconscious database only. These are memories, their events, their experiences that belong to you, that you and the Lord have walked through and that the enemy may have had access to taint or lie to you about or destroy. That makes our work entirely fruitful because what we're trying to do is heal the experiences that have led you into this woundedness or this stuck place that you're in. And the, the, the positive about doing muscle testing within spiritual boundaries is that we do not go looking for answers that we don't need for God to heal you. And I'm going to use this as an example, because I think um, this struck me a lot because of what I healed specifically. Um, I shared on my episode that I have a root trauma of being exposed to adult content at the age of six in my, in my memory. If I close my eyes, I can see my, um, I can see me as a little girl being led to the content. I can see the arm. I can see the hand. I know that it was a man but I can't see anything beyond about the elbow. And I believe that that's the Lord's way of protecting us in certain ways um, from memories that maybe we're not ready for, or maybe memories we don't need to get through to the breakthrough. Um, I think it's a way that the Lord protects relationships that we currently have. And um, what, what I love about that is my practitioner would never muscle test who was this person because mm -hmm. that would be outside of spiritual boundaries. So it's really important as you're doing Splunkna that you are watching for, does my practitioner stay within these spiritual boundaries? Are they muscle testing things that are in my conception to today and have already happened to me? Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. I'm really glad you touched on that. Muscle testing is a big part of Splunkna. And so talking about why it's used in the jurisdiction of God and under in a way that is honoring to God and um, in those spiritual boundaries is very, very important. Um, because of that muscle testing, one benefit to the client is you don't have to know where your symptoms are coming from. If you're feeling angry all the time, you don't have to be able to sit down and tell your practitioner, I feel angry all the time because one time 15 years ago, this happened to me. So you really just have to show up and be willing for the Lord to just kind of bring you back to a place. And in the beginning, especially most of the work is on the practitioner's end as the client, you are receiving most of the time, holding your arm out. Um, they're the one checking for which emotions have gotten, um, stuck, you know, what, what are we working on here? Um, so I think a lot of people like to hear that too. 
it's not work intensive on the client's part when you first come to a session. Right. Um, okay. So I, just to like chronological start to finish, what does a one hour session look like? I'm just going to kind of go through. Um, so you can like picture it in your mind. You're going to sit down. We're going to do the opening prayer. The goal of your session today is to find out what is contributing to the symptom that you're wanting to work on. Let's say it's um, anger. I just feel angry all the time and I don't know why. Okay, great. We do our opening prayer. I am, as your practitioner, I'm going to muscle test you and I'm going to see, is there any kind of resistance we need to clear in your subconscious mind or in like just through prayer that we can take care of before we even jump in? Because the subconscious mind is a lot more fearful than the conscious mind is. And it's a little bit more timid and a little bit more like, Oh, I don't know if I want to work on this. I don't know if I want to dive into this. This feels scary. So sometimes we are clearing resistance, just kind of giving your subconscious mind, like that layer of like, it's okay. God's here. He's got my back. I'm ready to do this. I can handle whatever comes up. If there's no resistance or after we clear any resistance, we're going to muscle test again. And we're going to say, what kind of work is it that your subconscious needs today in order to address this root of anger? And it could be healing work. Um, it could be an algorithm, um, which we'll get into that in another session, uh, another episode, but not what I'm going to focus on today. And it could be generational stuff or creative stuff. So generational there are things that you can be experiencing as a human and it's not because of anything traumatic you went through. It's because literally it's in your family line and it is in your cellular memory, your DNA epigenetics is what that's called. And that can be addressed in Swankna. Creative work is like when you come in and maybe you had an experience in your life where you really, really needed something. You needed God to show up in a way you needed people to show up in a way for you that you didn't have. And creative work in Splunkna is when God gets to come in and be like, Hey, let's go back to that moment when you were essentially neglected in this area or really let down. I want to infuse this, this, and this in you, these three mm -hmm. things that you desperately needed back when you were 10 years old. Yeah. Um, and then the healing work, I'm going to uh, spend a little bit more time talking about because it's the most common, but healing work is that personal stuff you have been through and it's, it's traumas. And you might hear that word and be like trauma. I've never had any trauma. I've never been in a car accident. I've never been abused. The word trauma is so much more broad than I ever understood before coming a practitioner. Trauma can be anything that you go through that you didn't know how to handle at the time. You didn't have the emotional capacity for it. You didn't have someone coaching you through how to handle it. And so you had these huge emotion, emotions pop up and you either can feel them or you can shove them. And you had to shove them because you did not know what to do with them. They were so overwhelming. And those emotions are still sitting there stored in your actual self. And so the art of Splunkna is like allowing the Lord to be like, hey, remember when you were 17 and this thing happened? that abandonment feeling is still sitting there. So let's clear that out. And how powerful it is to take these emotions that have actually been sitting stored in your body for years, decades, however long it's been, and to get them unstuck, to, to release them. Because those stored emotions are like triggers for us. They're like the things that bubble up and cause us to feel panicky or anger or whatever it is that we're currently um, 
experiencing years down the road. And so we might go through um, and clear out, you know, anywhere from two to 10 emotions based on something you went through and your practitioner will say, sorry, I'm going to butt in. um, I want to clear, not clarify, but I want to add in that one of the things that I found so interesting when I became a practitioner is that your subconscious can have hurt feelings. Your subconscious mm-hmm. can think something is a big deal and you yeah. do not, even when you're healing it in a session, I've had sessions both with my own clients and, and my own healing sessions where I'm like, that I don't feel that way. That's not like a big this deal. Is yeah. This and I real a hundred percent. And I've been shocked at how much those sessions have unlocked all kinds of things for me where I had literally just been suppressing. Um, this is a silly example, but my dad is very sarcastic. He is the life of the party. Well, I shouldn't say life party. He's kind of a quiet spirit, but when he is in interaction with people, he is silly. He's always joking. He's always making funny faces and he's very sarcastic. And I've always loved that about my dad, but my subconscious has tripped over hurt feelings where I've had to heal sessions. And I'm like, like my dad's awesome. I don't, I'm not upset with him for that, but my Mm -hmm. subconscious is like, yeah, but you held on to whatever that like dull thing that you felt at that time. That was your subconscious going like, Oh, that might've been truth for you, right? It's the devil can still whisper in your ear in those moments. And I find that just fascinating when we get those sessions where consciously you're like, that wasn't a trauma, but your subconscious is still holding on to it. Yeah, that's a good point. I've also done sessions with like grown men who are like in their forties and the first session comes up to like when they were, this is hilarious, but it, when they're potty training and they got like shamed for having accidents mm-hmm. and this guy is laughing. Cause he's like, this is ridiculous. Like literally I've been through way worse things, but you know, as a grown 40 year old, having an accident when you're three seems like no big deal, but when you're three and right. you're getting shamed and ridiculed for something that you have no control over. That is a big deal. Yeah. And that part of you that's like speaking up in this spunkness session right now is the three-year-old part of you saying, yes, wait, I'm still really shamed and embarrassed by this. And yeah. so, yeah, sometimes it is just very surprising content that comes up. Um, so the goal for most spunkness sessions is to find a theme of events or a certain event that you went through. And we do that by muscle testing as well. We're, so we're going to say, okay, so here's the central emotion of whatever this content is, and it might be abandonment. And then we're going to test what age did this happen? If it's a one-time event, how old were you when you had this central emotion of abandonment? And, you know, the age 12 might come up and I'll ask my client, okay, so do you know anything about age 12? anything come to mind around abandonment? And they might be like, well, yeah, that's when my parents got divorced. Or they might be like, I can't think of anything at age 12. And I'll be like, okay, no problem. I'm going to have you hold that emotion. So you're going to um, have these points um, through intentional touch. Like uh, we're going to have you hold points on your body that we find in muscle testing. It might be your uh, liver, gallbladder and your right temple. And I might have you hold those points and I'm going to say, okay, now imagine being 12 years old and just feeling 
abandoned. And since you can't remember where, what this is attached to, I just want you to use your imagination. Imagine being 12 and feeling completely alone and abandoned just for 10 seconds or so. So yeah, they might and these do that. points, these points that they're holding are meridian points in the body. So the idea is based in Eastern medicine in that these emotions are actually getting stuck in certain organs of the body and, mm-hmm. um, emotions that have commonalities are getting stuck in the same organs within the body. So for example, we tend to find anger, irrationality, frustration, aggression, and powerlessness all in liver gallbladder. And so just to kind of give people an idea when you're holding those points, your intention really is to say, I'm releasing this negative emotion that's Mm -hmm. stuck in this place that I'm holding. And I always like to think of it as like, you're, you're giving yourself a hug. You're giving that inner child a hug. You are telling your, your conscious and conscious and subconscious mind that it's okay to let this go and not be holding on so tightly to that negative emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So as you're holding, this is a really cool part about spunkness as you're holding this emotion, let's say you have no idea what happened at 12. You can't think of it. You hold this emotion of abandonment. Imagine being 12 year olds. And oftentimes what happens is your subconscious or the Holy spirit, or I don't know what combination of those two, um, this memory often comes up and they're like, Oh, I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but I just thought of my Mm -hmm. best friend, Tina. (laughs) And these things that just, it's almost like they just bubble up to the surface as the session goes on. And as you get more and more emotions discovered, you know, as we look at our emotion chart and we're testing through muscle testing, what other emotion besides abandonment? Oh, it was fear. Um, Oh, it was, um, anger. We do all these emotions and it's like little pieces to the puzzle. And by the end of the session, you have a pretty good idea what it is. And the client, Oh yeah, that's right. That is the year that my best friend uh, moved away. And I was all alone. I had nobody at school and you're like, okay. And then you can even muscle test to say, is that the trauma we're working on today? Are we on the right track with this? And then the Lord comes and meets you in that time when you were 12, um, allows you to find these emotions that got stuck, unstuck them, clear them out. So they're not triggers for you anymore. And then usually when we go through something intense, traumatic, sad in our life, we tend to start believing things about the world or about ourselves or about people that we didn't believe before and almost in like a defense mechanism kind of way. And so in Splunkna, we call that like making some sort of an agreement mm-hmm. and it's, we do that because it feels like it's going to protect us from something like that ever happening again. And so it makes sense at the time to be like, okay, well, if friends abandon you this easily and it tears your heart out subconsciously, we could make an agreement. That's like, I'm just not going to get close to girls my age anymore. I'm going to keep everybody at a distance. Um, and I want to point out one of the things that I love about Splunkna is we allow the negative emotion to reveal And what I mean by that is when, when we discover these negative emotions, what it does for our clients is it helps them to be able to, um, see the trauma that we're working on more clearly. And so I find that a lot of clients will come in and they'll say, I don't have a lot of memories between this age and this age, but I was going through X, Y, Z at the time. 
So for me, a good example from a client perspective would be when I went through my divorce, there was a lot of emotional upset and a lot of um, highs and lows and just, I mean, there was, it was really difficult at that time to find grounding. And so what I love about Splunkna is sometimes we need healing over a small thing that if someone were to say, Hey, what was going on in your life when you were 28, you'd be like, Oh, I was going through a divorce, but the thing that needs healing could have nothing to do with the divorce. And that's why we need those emotions to be the dots that connect us to the trauma and the healing. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's really good. Um, and then just to wrap it up here, I think I would end with saying, um, once we kind of get to the trauma, the emotions that were stored in that trauma, um, the agreement that you made, we are then able to, now that the light has been shined on this agreement, the Lord has brought it to the forefront. We just break that agreement in prayer. It is very simple and easy. And it's almost like ripping up a contract. If you had signed a contract when you were 12, without even knowing it to not get close to other women or other friends, your age, it's almost like going back to the 12 and ripping it up and being like, you know what? I don't agree with that anymore. I do want to have close friendships as an adult. I do want to have a woman my age be a confidant for me and to be able to feel like I could trust them and I could enter into a friendship with them. So just through prayer, we kind of come out of agreement with whatever agreement you made at that time. And we submit it back to the Lord. We ask the Lord to come in and uh, heal all the things that happened back then to restore what should have been there this whole time. Um, and, and then we close in prayer. So that is a very quick and easy way to kind of say how a small concession goes, because it can go in lots of different directions. But I would say what I described and what B has been talking about is the most typical session going after an actual experience that you've been through in your life um, or a grouping of experiences that were very similar to each other. And the Lord just coming and meeting you there, kind of clearing out the gunk and infusing you with what you really should have had all those years when, when it wasn't handed to you. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because you bring up how complex the sessions can go and yet they're so simple. And I think that's the challenge for us in describing this to people who are exploring Splunkna as a modality is that really that's the reason that there is a practitioner. It's the same reason we would go and ask for prayer when we can't go to the Lord with our own problems. It's, it's our job as your practitioner to lead you and guide you. And that's what makes the session so light for the client. Um, and that being said, we have so many tools and there's such an extensive amount of things that the Lord can do in these sessions. Um, and as Laura points out, you know, the healing, putting in what, what, you know, in, in place of whatever it is that was, was sorry, I got stolen from you. Yeah. Yes. The creative putting in where the healing was taken out and restoring and all of the things that, that are included in that. But I think to bring it back to this, to the forefront of really how simple and how quickly an hour goes by and we're just kind of cruising along and exploring and, it's actually quite fascinating. And I find that with most of my new clients is they experience at one time. And just like what you said in the beginning of the episode, they're like, oh, wow, 
that's not what I expected. Um, and so it just points to that ease of how, how simple and almost fun it is to do a session. It really is fun. (laughs) That is a surprise to me that I wasn't expecting. It is fun to unfold the puzzle and be like, oh my gosh. So what I'm experiencing as my 42 year old self, I can see how that came from when I was 21. And that whole thing Mm -hmm. happened to me. It makes so much sense. And the connecting the dots, there's something so fulfilling about it. There is. Yes. And it is the fastest hour of my week. I always say doing a Splunkna session, that hour goes by in a blink, it goes by so fast. Yeah. And usually sometimes clients are like, can we go a little longer? Like that was so fun. Can we go a little longer? So I'm going to wrap up today's session or today's um, episode by just saying, we expect for you to leave listening to this with a lot of questions and it helps us to know what those questions are, to receive those questions from you. We are not afraid to be questioned. We want to answer, um, you know, all of the things, muscle testing, all of the things, agreements, all of the ways that the enemy can can have access to us and what the Lord is really doing through this modality. So um, I will drop my email in the show notes so that you can reach out to us. Um, And like I said, we just encourage you. We hope that you stick around and learn more about Splunkna.